ready. Okay, perfect. Since 2016, Elias Kalash and Teddy Nanis have been leading Perturbral in all its architecture and landscape design practices. Inspired by Mexico and beyond, the studio believes in bringing craftsmanship and nature into the built environment, resulting in works that have strong indoor and outdoor connection. So we are joined today by both Elias and Teddy to learn about their practice and philosophy under the theme of the dynamics of nature. So, so good to have you both and thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure. Uh, can you first tell us about your studio and maybe a bit about your design philosophy as well? Of course. So our studio is based in Mexico City. We started um, around six to seven years ago uh, when we decided we wanted to work together. We, we met uh, a few years earlier, but then we decided to start working on a few competitions. And then we started getting uh, projects for for green roofs and gardens. And this is something that we really enjoyed when, when we were getting started um, because uh, green spaces were always something that, that called to us. So we started um, working together on these projects uh, on roofs and starting to get to know plants and how these uh, systems could work in urban environments. And uh, it was a, a nice beginning to our office. And um, so we started with, with that part, with more of a landscaping approach, and later started uh, um, coming back into architect, ar architectural projects and incorporating uh, everything that we learned when we started doing uh, this, this first part. So that's a bit of the beginning of, of our studio. Yes, uh, I would say that many of our first meetings and many of our first conversations happened in, in a garden. Our first topic was Teddy's parents' garden. Uh, so uh, that's where it all started. Um, I would say that all of our meetings with friends and all of our gatherings would always be outside uh, on these gardens, on these urban gardens. Uh, and that's what made us understand the strength and the importance of these spaces. Once we had the opportunity to start building uh, architecture, you no know, walls, slabs, uh, we had the approach of really trying to get these gardens into the house, you no, know, and the house outside the garden. So this is uh, maybe the origin of our or of one of our philosophies as uh, an architecture firm. Uh, I would say that our philosophy is. <clears throat> tries to get far from having a single approach towards architecture. Rather, I would say uh, our philosophy is really trying to observe uh, every specific, specific, specific situation and try to find the specificities of each project to really uh, make sense of it and bring in uh, walls and uh, slabs. And I mean, really trying to bring materials into the site that really respect the site and respect what we want of the site. No? 
Nice. So in your opinion, how is nature related to architecture and, and especially what makes it essential in our lives? Well, as we were saying, uh, for us, architecture and nature have to be uh, the same. So every time we design a space, we're thinking about how this space is gonna be in contact with the exterior. And uh, every time we design a window, we think, okay, what are you gonna see outside this window? Uh, what's gonna be your view? And what, what's gonna happen when you open the door and, and actually open up a balcony? So how these uh, green spaces interact with architecture for us is, uh, like it's one of the first things we think about when we design any project, how to how to make every space feel like it is um, surrounded by nature, surrounded by plants, and how to guarantee that every space has access to to the outdoors as well. So for us, it is vital. It is uh, the basis, probably, of most of of most of our designs one of the one of the pillars and um so our approach is how to how to find the way to distribute the spaces within a project to generate interesting gardens interesting outdoor spaces but also interesting indoor spaces that that uh, have conditions of of nice views and nice um shadows from the sun and so it is always one it is always one and the other never isolated I see. and then also maybe in response to that um you know like we can have projects in urban contexts or rural contexts and they both have very specific quote-unquote nature or environments right so how can architects promote and maintain the same connectiveness between people and nature within all the different environments? I believe this is a good question in the sense that uh, the situation in which uh, architecture and nature encounter are not always the same, no? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, the climate is maybe extreme or sometimes the architecture has to be more of a, a refugee, you know, like a, like this very contained space that really protects you from the, the outside. But we see this also as a pretty intimate relationship with the outside. Uh, we see uh, the idea of really interacting with nature as a pillar in our work, as Teddy said, not, not not always just opening a window towards the vegetation or towards a garden or towards forest or towards snow, but rather really uh, understanding the situation in which we are uh, introducing our work. Uh, we like to think about uh, our work as a piece that maybe always, that feels like it was always there. No, there's like this uh, idea of really trying to interact with space instead of really going and putting something on it, no? Mm -hmm. And this is why uh, we tend to 
get into the slope of the mountains, you can see in some of our projects, or really try to float the architecture in this very fragile jungle or fragile context. No? So how you touch nature, uh, the first contact with nature is also an architecture decision and a decision of how we relate with nature. No? And the second level of interaction is, okay, now that the architecture is there, how the user uh, has access to nature and how the user has uh, the possibility of uh, really interacting with both, with architecture and with nature. No? It's like this third layer of uh, of dialogue, no, because we sometimes we can sometimes predict what someone someone will do uh, on an architecture or in nature or in a garden, but then there's like this uh, alternative way of interacting, which is something that we are really also very interested on, and that's why we tend to uh, bring in very open spaces, maybe ambiguous spaces to allow for this to happen, for people to put their own meaning into nature, into architecture, and uh, the encounter between these three really become uh, an outcome that could only happen this single time, no? one time. Hmm. I see. It's nice to break it down to like th those two parts. So in the first part in designing how architecture touch nature, um, what have you seen to be the main challenges of, you know, integrating architecture into nature or vice versa that others can learn and anticipate? The challenge is to take the right decision. No, the challenge is really to observe and uh, do the right thing because if you don't, then your house gets a flood, no? Or, uh, your house uh, it rains inside no so i i would say uh, the only way of knowing if it's right or wrong is uh, when you put it in nature and you first play no if it's too warm and you're suffocating no something went wrong uh, maybe the orientation of the house was wrong no so i think architecture is also about um, trial and error which is uh, terrible because uh, there's no other way but I also believe that experience it's something that has helped us Teddy and I to really uh, take more time on understanding the site before acting uh, I think that experience is about uh, listening and listening to the context listening to the user listening uh, to our own intuition no, because sometimes uh, intuition uh, is something that we tend to ignore. No, as, as young architects, uh, we have very predisposed ideas, and suddenly it's good to listen to these like intuitive uh, things that at the end have a reason. No, so I would say that doing the right uh, contact with nature is having the right, making the right questions about nature and about how we should intervene with nature. I think one of the um, mistakes that young architects make is uh, simply designing something and then not really figuring out what 
really works well in this in this place and in this site so designing something and then simply coming there and fix and work and making the site work for the project mm -hmm. and um it should really be the other way around right so uh, building up on on the observation comment that elias was making the things you find in the land are the things that shape the project and also they are the things that make it rich and interesting so simply um figuring out what are the what are the main uh attractions or the main points of interest in a site uh start giving a project its its shape right i totally agree um so on the second layer when we incorporate now the users and their interpretations of the space how might nature bridge connection between us humans and maybe also taking it further between nature and also culture well i think uh, architecture in a way proposes an interaction between a user and his context so when a user um, enters a building or lives in a house or simply comes to a, a rental or whatever use an, an, a user is giving to a building architecture is some kind of a guide as to how life is lived in this place so i do believe that the way that architecture um, guides this user can change the way this user interacts with nature in this place and then eventually if he has a nice experience it can also seep into his future interactions with nature so if a user realize, realizes that he loves an outdoor shower just to give a simple example this could start to generate uh, new interests for future interactions of this kind or if um, simply uh, an, a, a design space has an open living room and this living room starts to let animals in and suddenly there's butterflies flying inside and suddenly there is a breeze with the smell of flowers then this obviously changes the way people um, interact with nature that is something that has been completely lost in urban environments so how can we motivate people to realize that this is the best way to interact with nature through this guidebook in architecture right yes and i would add uh, that maybe visiting uh, visiting from experiences that we've had through movies or through maybe different uh, sources of information some more serious than others we can start understanding how uh, you can uh, lose contact with nature which also makes you lose contact with yourself and with others you no know, because uh, it, 
you become alienated almost like a machine. So maybe you see uh, these movies about the industrial times, about Chaplin, no? and, and uh, you can start feeling uh, this alienation between people, between, uh, yeah, between nature, context, and the industrial revolution, no? But then you can see a movie by, I don't know, uh, this movie called Shoplifters, uh, which I find very interesting. Uh, it's this Japanese movie where the same space is the intimate space for uh, the parents, but it's also where all the family gather, but where everybody sleeps. So it's this flexible space that has different meanings and that has different possibilities. Uh, possib and the, always uh, down into its own natural context, its own tiny garden inside a very urban city. No? So uh, this movie, for example, makes me understand uh, how you can go to the minimal uh, living space. The grandmother, parents, uh, everybody's living in the same space. And at the same time, they have their windows that open all the way towards nature, or if you see, uh, and then maybe some living experiences, these uh, high-rise buildings, these curtain walls, where, where you're only an, an observer of the outside world, no? Uh, you, you feel like uh, you're not part of what's outside, no? Uh, which also brings in a relationship of alienation between context and architecture and finally making the user and the context impossible to reach uh, so yes i think through experience experience can be in any way of experiencing uh, makes us understand how uh, being in contact with nature and being in contact with patios windows uh, are fundamental no I mean, there are some studies about hospitals where people who have a window to trees recover earlier, no? I mean, I think this is something that as a collective uh, society we've learned and we have to, uh, with COVID, no? Uh, we've learned the importance of having some ventilation. So yes, I think experience shapes architecture and that's part of the observation, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or do you want to maybe share one of your projects? Because I believe this was a very intuitive uh, process in which uh, we knew that we liked outdoor spaces. No, Casarasco was this uh, intention where we said, okay, we, we have the um, commission of doing a suburban house, a house that uh, is inside the city but must feel that it's outside the city because if not, it's not fulfilling its purpose. So the first thing we did was, okay, we questioned the situation and the context of this house. The second layer of this was uh, understanding the site and feeling that this site was uh, one lot away from the most uh, large uh, forest in Mexico City, Chapultepec forest. It, so uh, we try to orient the house for it to seem as it was floating in the forest, no? 
So this was our second uh, decision. Our third decision was, okay, how can we really make this house to be a house that is surrounded by a garden? How can we build a house for this garden? No? Because our first intention was to make a garden that connects with the forest. So having a very small plot that makes you feel you are in, uh, in the middle of, the, uh, of nature. So we try to concentrate and compact the house the, uh, to the maximum, having a core, uh, a structural core, which is six by six meters. And we believe this core to be the house itself because inside this we had all the uh, vertical uh, circulation, the staircase, uh, we had the, all of the water pipes, drainage i mean everything was really contained on this uh, core and then we started to have terraces sorry we start to have terraces that sometimes were involved by uh, glass and they they were these flexible spaces sometimes being the living room or the bedroom no so it's uh, this house that has glass terraces that hang from a core and eventually become surrounded by nature. So maybe this is like the decisions that made us uh, get into this design more of a, it's not only a, a single decision, but we think architecture is about taking the, the origin, the original decision, where, where it all comes from, and then we have to be congruent with this decision. No? So everything that we decided after this first decision had to be very loyal to this origin, to the original idea. So this house is really a very consolidated um, project that shows a very important aspect of our design philosophy, how uh, space can relieve feel like it's outside the city, even when it's uh, in the middle of, of Mexico City, right? So um, this, this approach as to simply liberating the views completely and always feeling like you're completely outside in, in the garden itself is what motivated us to do this uh, very dense core that really carries the house and then it allowed us to to liberate uh, all the um, all the views and the windows, and also uh, the Mex the the climate in Mexico City allows for this because this is obviously not something that you could do anywhere, um, given that it's surrounded by glass, right? Uh, but fortunately, Mexico City has a very mild and temperate uh, climate throughout the year, so this was something that we could do. And uh, this was a nice experiment for us uh, and a nice uh, way to really start to put down the fundamentals of our design approach. And so this was a, a really nice first project for us. Uh, maybe we didn't start, but we started the design from zero and we built it as well. Uh, so we learned how to build 
which is something that helped help us now to design better. Uh, I think that design uh, and building are always hand by hand. And this is something that uh, allows us really to, uh, to get what we want from uh, the context from our, our, our own buildings because for example the windows we designed them from scratch each detail because there was no other type of window that would allow us to have this such a thin profile that would allow us really to have a great transparency to the garden no? so i think uh, this helps uh, to talk about how each decision has to be congruent with the original decision. And how, as Teddy said, uh, we start uh, our philosophy in architecture is reflected in our work, no? It's nice that you also built it. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of instilling some craftsmanship also into the projects, which is uh, very key as well to having like a holistic an immersive experience? Yes. Although so, we don't believe it's uh, necessary. We believe it's necessary to know how to build, but architecture are drawings. Our architecture exists when a plan exists. It hasn't, it doesn't have to be built for architecture to exist. And that's the beauty of our, of our work as a, of our architects, no? That architecture lives independently of reality. Yeah. So how do you foresee the future of landscape architecture? <laughs> landscape architecture, it's like being a heart surgeon, no? Or it's like a very specific, I mean, I understand how the world is getting specialized, but at the end, it's like saying you're an interior architect. There's no such a thing as interiors only. If you deal with interiors, you deal with exteriors. And if you deal with exteriors, you deal with landscape. So uh, there, there's, there's no uh, boundaries between them. That's my only comment. Yeah. I think people are realizing that um, urban environments have been too separated from natural environments. Um, architecture in the last few decades has been uh, very independent or very exclusive from, from the outside and from nature. So I would say the future of landscaping and landscape architecture, in my view, is bringing nature back into cities into roofs, into balconies, into patios, and um, really uh, rehabilitating urban urban centers with with vegetation and with the natural environment. Um, I do believe that the tendency is to do this and also to create natural spaces that actually feel natural because um, these these gardens that that are completely controlled and uh, gardened and cut up I mean they 
they're obviously also um, natural, but at least I find uh, that spaces that actually do feel organic and wild are um, a lot more enjoyable and they have more mystery and they have more uh, opportunities for discovery and uh, and finding uh, this this uh, playful part that nature has within it intrinsically. So I believe that the future of landscaping is bringing it back into the urban environment. No, I think what Teddy says is on point, and I wouldn't say the future of landscaping. I'd rather say the future of design is really to go back to observation, to the origins, no? really uh, taking in uh, very maybe rudimental strategies to uh, ventilate spaces or uh, really bringing in some natural uh, plants into very rigid and I would say uh, chirurgical architecture, you know, like if trying to, you feel like you're in the hospital, no? In many architectures. And this is because we have lost the ability to connect. So yes, architecture, we should design itself. The future of design is going back to nature. Perfect. So yeah, I really like all this time that you remind us to always listen, listen to nature, listen to the environment and like know what to do with it. So um, from here, we learn to make architecture that works with nature and not the other way around. And also all that comes with it, you know, like light, air, the views, and really to truly embrace the landscape and all the greeneries. And yeah, that's how we're supposed to live. I would say really fast that we don't, we are not proposing this to happen as a ethical or responsible thing that we should do it's not preaching about this it's more saying if you don't do this then your house is gonna blow away with some wind or it's gonna fl flood with some rain so it's a uh, we do this because there's no other way of approaching architecture because if you do it the other a different way it won't work and it won't fulfill the needs of the users. So it's more of a way we believe architecture has to be, uh, not, so, not how it should be. Yeah, it's really, really nice to hear your sharing and learn from it. So thank you so much.